And who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today's scripture will come from the book of Proverbs, chapter 13 and verse 20. In Proverbs 13, 20 reads thus, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. My last message, which was message number 5451, was about Jonah. And as I was working on the message dealing with Jonah, and you know the story of Jonah going to the ship, running away from what God had told him to do and how the ship got in a storm and and nearly killed everyone. As I was working on Jonah and message 5451, I heard God speak to me about the message for today. And this is what God told me to tell you for the message for today which is the title for the message. And he simply said, who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. Do you all understand that? And do you all know both the practical, natural, and spiritual truth of whoever you are joined to in in many different forms, whoever you are bound to, that person or that group can bring you great blessings. It can bring you great joy. It can bring you great prosperity. It can bring you great enlightenment. It can bring you great peace just from who you are attached to. But if you are attached to the wrong person or to the wrong group, it can take you to the pits of hell. Do do you know just even even if you are in the wrong church, do you know even if you're in the wrong church, do you remember what happened years ago with Jim Jones? Just because they were in the wrong church, because of who they were attached to, And they were attached to Jim Jones. Jim Jones had everybody drink some poison and kill everybody. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. And even if you are in the wrong church, it can literally end up in your death. Do you remember what happened with the group called Heaven's Gate? All of them committed suicide. Waiting on a spaceship to come pick him up. But I mean, now, now I know it sounds crazy to you, but it had to make good sense to them in order to get them to kill themselves for the spaceship to come pick him up. So some preacher had to be preaching some pretty eloquent 
rational sounding, emotionally moving sermons that the ship was on the way. (laughs) Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. And they were on the ship with Jonah. And on a ship, actually, the most dangerous job in America is a commercial fisherman. And when I read the statistics about it, it was hard for me to believe. But if you ever watch the movie entitled The Perfect Storm, you'll understand some of that. And when I went to research the stats on it, being a commercial fisherman, which is what many of the disciples were, it's the most dangerous job in the country. And I just came back from a retreat that I I went on with with a few of my college friends and we went fishing a few days ago. And when we went fishing in less than two hours, we had caught over 50 fish. And when we got off of the boat, it was just three of us who went. But when we got off of the boat, it took it took two big, strong men just to carry the cooler full of our fish. Now. I am not an expert fisherman. Not only am I not an expert fisherman, I had to ask the captain, how do you cast a rod? And he showed me what to do and what to flip. And because I, I hadn't done it in so long, I didn't even know how to flip the rod, rod to get my hook over in the water. But yet, when I got off of the ship, I had so many fish. It took two strong men to haul all of our fish. I was not an expert fisherman at all. When I pulled the fish up, I had to call the man over to come take this fish off the hook. Because I did not know how to take the fish off the hook. When I got ready to bait my hook, we were using live shrimp and I asked the man, well, How do you put this shrimp on the hook? So I'm telling you just to let you know that I was an extremely inexperienced fisherman. But yet when I got off of the ship, it took two big strong men struggling, carrying a big cooler to carry our haul of fish. Well, pastor, if you were... If you were basically ignorant on how to fish, if you didn't understand a lot of the stuff about the technicalities of fishing, how in the world did you all have such a big haul of fish because of who we were attached to? And we were attached to a man who had been serving as a guide who had been fishing 25 years. He knew every spot. He knew exactly where to take us. He said, I don't even have a depth finder or a fish finder on my boat because I know these waters. He said, I don't even need the electronics. I know where the fish are. I know what's under the water. And because I know what's under the water, I know where the fish are. I know exactly where to go. My boat is equipped where we can get in as little as seven inches of water. I know what kind of bait to use. I know where to cast the thing. I know what time to go. He knew all of this stuff. I was ignorant, but I was attached to someone who knew. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. And in Jonah, 
First chapter of Jonah in verse five, it says, then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep because Jonah was on the ship with the men. It nearly got them sunk and they lost all of their cargo. The other ship wreck that happened was in Acts 27 chapter beginning at the ninth verse. Much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the time of the fast. So Paul warned them, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. And then they got in a storm and on down in Acts 27, 20, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. And on down in verse 30, in an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it fall away. Paul told them up front, don't sail in these waters now. The season is bad. I know that if you sail, it's going to be dangerous and it will be destruction. But they said they didn't listen to Paul. Instead, they listened to the centurion and the owner of the ship. And they got in deep trouble. Have you all ever gotten in deep trouble just because of who you listen to? See, oftentimes there is a choice that you will have between listening to a man of God and listening to a man of the world. The centurion and and the owner of the ship, they they were men of the world. Paul was just a man of God. He said, look, don't don't sail right. Something disastrous is on the horizon. But they went on anyway. Oftentimes, you will have a choice and, and your blessing or your messing will come just from who you decide to listen to. It will come from who you allow your spirit and your direction and your steps to be ordered by who you attach yourself to will bless you up or mess you up. And in Matthew chapter 8, beginning at the 23rd verse, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, 
and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? When Jonah got on the ship, the men lost all of their cargo, but their lives were spared, and so was the ship. When Paul got on the ship, the men lost all of their cargo and the ship. But when Jesus got on the ship, they didn't lose anything. They didn't lose any cargo. They didn't lose the ship. They didn't lose anything. Sometimes it it, it makes a difference just who's on your ship with you. Who is on your ship can change your whole world. Do you know it makes a difference who is on your relationship? (laughs) Who is on your relationship can make all of the difference in the world between whether you lose all of your cargo, that was all the folks' money, Do you know who's on your relationship can make a difference in whether you lose your money or not? Do you understand that? I mean, they they have a commercial dealing with, it's 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 a commercial for one of the car companies. It's a a small car company, but basically the woman gets up and she talks about she got married and she married the man and the man went with another woman and left her with a credit all messed up so she can go with this car company and they'll give her a car with a credit all messed up. See, she lost all of her cargo Because she got in the wrong relationship and her cargo went overboard. So she had to go to this other car company that will give her a car with bad credit. What they don't tell you, yeah, they'll give you a car with bad credit, but your interest rate going to be almost double digit way up. You're going to pay twice as much for the stuff. That's the part they don't tell you in the commercial. But the commercial indicates that who is on your ship can bless you up or mess you up. And they nearly got really messed up with Jonah on that ship. Jonah was not a part of the crew. He didn't own part of the ship. Jonah was not related by blood or marriage. Jonah wasn't even helping them do anything. Let me tell you what Jonah was doing. Let me tell you what Jonah was doing. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and he was fast asleep. That's what Jonah was doing. Jonah wasn't doing anything right then but sleeping. Sometimes you get in a big mess Cause who you are sleeping with on your ship. See, Jonah wasn't doing anything but sleeping. That's all Jonah was doing was sleeping. But sometimes you can get in a huge, a huge mess by who's sleeping on your ship. Wasn't doing anything but sleeping. That's all he was doing. And I've heard, well, you know, I, I'm not doing anything but just sleeping with him. That's all I'm doing is sleeping. And that little thing tears up your whole, lose all your cargo, run your ship up on the rocks and bust it. I ain't doing it. We're not doing, I'm not doing anything but, but that's all Jonah was doing was just sleeping. That's all he was doing. 
But who is sleeping on your ship can make a world of difference. And that thing can bless you up or mess you up. You see, that's all Jesus was doing. You know, both of them were sleeping. That's all Jesus was doing. That's all he was doing. But there's a huge difference between sleeping with Jonah and sleeping with Jesus. That's a huge difference. And, and some are sleeping with Jonah and your ship is in trouble and you can't understand why you keep getting these storms. You can't understand why your stuff get thrown overboard. You can't understand why you can't get to where you're trying to go because you're sleeping with Jonah. And see, most of the time, Jonah is down below where folk can't see Jonah. Nobody knows that Jonah down there but you. See, your mama don't, mama, you haven't brought mama, you haven't brought Jonah over to see mama. You haven't brought Jonah to church. <laughs> Nobody knows that Jonah is down there but you. But he's causing the storms in your life. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. I have even learned that even in a corporate sense, I've seen this thing and, and it defies what I call logic. I have seen where one person in your company can cause the thing to be cursed. Just one, and, and they're not even involved, it appears, in the thing that the curse is in. I, I've seen where one person in your company who is not right, who is not on the court, who carries with them a curse, brings a curse on the whole ship. I, I've seen it happen. And I've seen where the minute I got them for out of my company, stuff changed. Sales for no reason at all just took off. Because you got a Jonah on the ship and there's something about, there's a spiritual principle with the thing that when they're on the ship, even out of sight, there's something about the forces of God and nature and economics to just come against you because you got something on the ship that ought not be there. And who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. And we've got to learn how to put the right people in our fellowship, our friendship, our relationship. Because if you don't put the right people on your ship, then you got to endure all this hardship. <laughs> Who you are attached to can bless you up. Or mess you up. And sometimes, even just in casual acquaintances, I saw it as we went away these past few days, just the fellas, just on a retreat, just, just three of us. And when we came back, I saw how different each one of us was. Each one of us had taken something from the other. I was telling one of the fellas that I'm getting in shape to, to pass the SEAL, Navy SEAL fitness test. And he said, I want to do that. 
And he started on preparing on the program. He was telling me about how he takes his children each year and they go up in the North Georgia mountains to an apple farm and they pick apples. And I said, I want to do that. And the other one was telling me about something. And I said, I want to do that. So each one of us, because of fellowship and friendship, took something from the other in the positive, but the same stuff works in the negative. Whoever you are attached to and whoever you allow yourself to be attached to, they can bless you up or they can mess you up. And you need to be real careful about who you let on the ship of your life. And I know some of you say, well, pastor, that sounds like it is elitism. It sure is, because I don't want to be on the ship with the folk going to hell. I, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be on the ship with folk going anywhere bad. That, that, I just don't. I'm, I'm, if that sounds elitist, then so be it. I don't want to be on the ship with folk depressed. I don't want to be on the ship with folk sad. I don't want to be on the ship with folk broke. I don't want to be on the ship with folk sick. I don't want to be on the ship with any of the bad stuff. So if you don't want to be on the ship, you have to be careful about who and whom you allow on the ships of your life. And sometimes it's a small thing. I was reading a story about Jackie Robinson and Jackie Robinson was the first black to play major league baseball. He broke the color barrier. And when he first broke it, he was standing there. He was facing a lot of jeering crowds in every stadium. And while playing one day in his home stadium in Brooklyn, he committed an error in baseball. And all of the fans just began to taunt him and to ridicule him. And he stood there at second base, humiliated, while all of the fans just jeered. Then a shortstop, Pee Wee Reese, came over and stood next to him. He put his arm around Jackie Robinson and faced the crowd. And the fans grew quiet. And Robinson later said that that arm around his shoulder saved his career. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. Now, see, it may have seemed odd that he he became friends with another man who was not of the same race. But later, this friendship and that arm around his shoulder in a time when he was down. See, all of you going to get down sometimes. And who you are attached to will often determine the direction in which you go. If you're attached to some folks, some folks say, man, you, look, what you need to do, just, just, you need to go out and just get you a hit of this. This will straighten out your problem. Who, who you are attached to will determine how they tell you how to deal with your trials. And who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. There are those of you now, and you need to clean ships. Some of you got some barnacles on the ship. And and if you've ever seen barnacles, whenever a ship sits for a time in dock, there are these shellfish like oysters and they will clamp onto the ship and they will often die and leave a very hard encrusted shell that you almost just have to blast off to get it off your hull. Some of you have been in some of these relationships for so long, they're barnacle encrusted. And you can't even hardly break loose from the stuff. But who you are attached to will bless you up 
or mess you up. You've got to put Jesus on your ship. And you have to get people and things that are not like God off your ship. And if you do not, there is a natural and there is a spiritual law that heads you into disaster. God is sending this word today to bring some change in your world and association. Who you are attached to will bless you up or mess you up. And one of the good ways that you can tell about this person, whether they're blessing me up or messing me up, is take a look at their own life. It'll give you a whole lot of indication there. If they got all this mess in their world, guess what that's going to do to your world? It's elitist, yes, because the kingdom of God is elite. There's just no two ways. But it's an elite group. It's a remnant. It's not everybody. He tells you that up front. It's not of the world. It's an elite group. And if you want some different things, you're going to have to hang around some different kind of people. You have to get your ship cleaned up. Just as simple as that. And you're going to have to stop sleeping with Jonah. And you're going to have to start sleeping with Jesus. Who you are attached to will bless you up or mess you up. And I just hear God speaking to me now that he says there are, there's a corollary to that statement. Who you are attached to will bless you up or mess you up. This is the corollary. Who's attached to you? You will either bless them up or mess them up. That's the corollary. Who's attached to you? You will either bless them up or mess them up. So there is a part that we have to play in cleaning others off the ship who should not be there. But there's also a greater part that we have to play in becoming in Christ what we need to be so that we become a blessing to others and not a curse. Who is attached to us? We will either bless them up or mess them up. And this is the word that God has sent to you today. If you know a friend who needs to hear this message, go to airjesus.com. You can send it to them absolutely free of charge all over the world. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen. And amen, amen. This ends message number 5452 by Nathaniel Bronner Jr. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5452 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 5452. Who you are attached to can bless you up or mess you up. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.